Well, boys, what are you going to sing? The squeezer was not any use. A lemon without any juice. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. And you're listening to Boo to a Goose, a podcast about idioms, expressions, and slang. From across the pond. I don't know why I started giggling during it. <laughs> yeah, I just, you've I done like, it so many times. I'm so caught in the loop of like saying this over and over. I'm just like, <laughs> isn't it hilarious that we just do this every week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like programmed into my head now. Yeah. Yeah. But to be honest, I'm very thankful that we have this show. Oh, and that brings us on to the theme of this week. Exactly. So oh. the theme, it's not a particular word or phrase. No, we're just going to talk about um, saying thank you in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Um, If you don't know, in the UK, it is Thanksgiving on Thursday, which is, what date is that? Oh, geez. Well, today's, we're recording this on Tuesday. It'll be the 26th of November, 2020. It's always the, like, last Thursday in November uh, is, is when Americans celebrate Thanksgiving. There's also a Canadian Thanksgiving, which occurs in October. I'm not sure exactly when. And the whole idea of Thanksgiving is that you give thanks for things in your life Mm -hmm. that you um, appreciate and you show gratitude with other people. Yeah. Um, Which I think is a really nice idea. If we look at the historical contents, it's not that nice a holiday. (laughs) But the idea of giving thanks for things and appreciating all the good things in your life, I like that idea. Yeah, it's cool. So I I thought we'd go with that idea and do a episode about saying thank you in the UK. Because, you know, as as in all... uh, like, as in all, you know, areas where they speak English, there's different, like, slang terms and ways of saying thank you. Yeah, are there any American ones? Oh, man, not that I could think of. Like, like I'm trying to think, I was trying to, th- I was going through a list, and I was like, how do they say thank you in America? I feel like they just say thank you. Yeah. Or thanks. Thanks, yeah, thanks, bud. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> domo arigato. That's, that we say that in America. Why? I don't know. Because, because uh, Mr. Roboto. Oh, arigato. Um, arigato gozaimasu. Arigato now, gozaimasu. Now we're getting into Japanese. I yeah. only know that because of a machine in a Japanese restaurant I used to go to where every time you walked past it, it would go, arigato gozaimasu, because it assumed you were leaving and it was thanking you. Oh, I know that from being in Japan and only knowing one word there. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you want to hear my list of thank yous? I can't believe I can't think of any American slang terms that mean thank you. That's bizarre. Well, maybe you guys just are, I was going to say, maybe you guys just aren't as thankful as us in the UK, <laughs> but you literally have a holiday about it. We have it. a holiday. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, there's thanks, but you guys say that too. Sure. There's many thanks. Many thanks, of course. You guys say that too. Um, this is one I don't think you do say. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah, it's often just followed with it's often followed with thanks, but sometimes people just go nice one. Like you are like I'm tr- I I think about thanks all the time in the context of a pub. I don't know why, but we often buy drinks for each other in the UK. Sure. Very common way to show um appreciation for somebody. Right. To show them you care. You make fun of them and then you buy them an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's Pablo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, if you give someone a beer, depending on their disposition, they might not say thank you, but they might just say, nice one. Okay, that's interesting. I feel like in America, if you were to say nice one to someone, uh, you are some percent, a small percentage of the time, complimenting them on like a success, like if they make a really cool like shot on the basketball court and they oh, switch you're it, like, nice, nice one. one. Or whatever. But more commonly, it's 
I'd say almost always sarcastically. Nice one. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. It, well, in some contexts in England, it kind of shows a level of gratitude. Sure. What, see, what I imagined that uh, in the pub context, someone buys you a drink and it's you're, you're saying, you're a nice one. You're a nice one, you are. No. Okay, that's, that's not what it not is. That's not what it means. Okay. All. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. It's kind of a bit of a blokey thing, and you've made it sound like the least blokey thing ever. <laughs> it's like the, the people I imagine saying it are people being like, yeah, nice one, mate. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you're a nice one. Like, you've just made it sound <laughs> so. I am the least blokey bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> maybe just don't use it when we go to England. Sure, yeah. I won't say it. Okay. I'll just say thanks. And they'll just be say like, thanks. Great. Um, Stay in your lane, also, Yankee. <laughs> no one calls Americans a Yankee. Um, I appreciate it or much appreciate it, but I think you guys said that yeah, too. Yeah, we say much appreciate it. Um, yeah. You're a lifesaver. Do you say that? You're a lifesaver. Like, instead of saying thank you to someone, if they do something for you, you say, oh, you're a lifesaver. Oh, you're a star. Oh, you're my hero. Yeah, but again, that's like you wouldn't call someone a lifesaver if they bought you a beer. No, you no. Were like, no. We're going away from the pub content. Yeah, yeah. Unless you ran out of money and couldn't afford a beer, like at university when you couldn't afford anything, and sure. then someone buys you a beer, it would feel like they were a lifesaver. Yeah. Yeah, so it depends on the context. I think we can always bring this back to buying someone a pint. If we need to. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's the whole theme of the show. Yeah. All of these can in some way come back to the pub. We literally did a cock and bull story. That was all about pubs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then, okay, we got three fancy, what I would call fancy ones that I never say. Sure. But I think in, like, crazy formal situations, people would use these to say thank you. Much obliged. Sure. Um, that is, like, classy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're too kind. I might use that. You're too kind. Sure. And um, you shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, those are all like yeah. a bit more upper classy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you shouldn't. Yeah, like when someone gives you a gift on your birthday, the day you're supposed to receive gifts <laughs> and you tell them that they shouldn't have gotten you a gift. Yeah, friggin' good one. Of course you're getting a gift that day. It's your birthday. And then um, another one, um, tar. You've heard ta. I have heard ta. And this is the first one we've gotten to that is uniquely and specifically. I don't want to say non-American because the first time I heard it was in Australia. Because mm -hmm. they say it a lot in Australia. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of British terms that are used in Australia because of the amount of Brits in Australia. There is a lot of crossover. Yeah. yeah. There's Well, there's a few things that you would think like um, uh, they use the metric system. Mm -hmm. Um and they call it soccer because they have their own thing that they call football. Yeah, they have Australian football. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's a few other weird ones. Um, yeah, I'm not saying they don't have their own identity, but yeah. enough British people have moved out there right. that I think a lot of the slang and influence from the UK has, has made its way to Australia in some way or another. Right. Like my uncle. Like your uncle, who's a fan of the show. Yeah, he he's lived in Australia for a really long time. Yeah, but um, he's Some, British. Someone told me this once. An Australian, one that I worked one, who, with, whom I worked on ships with, told me that in Australia, saying "ta" is something that like little kids do. Okay. And that you're less likely to hear an adult say "ta," and mm -hmm. I would occasionally hear adults say "ta," but um, yeah, it, it's more of like a childish thing. Yeah, it's the same in England as okay. well. Um, I th I don't know I. Actually, I don't know if it is. I mean, it is related to young kids, mm -hmm. but there is a good proportion of adults that continue to use it just as easy slang. Sure. 
Um, and to be clear, when someone says ta, the context for ta, you'd never like receive a life-saving operation and say ta. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's more it's more of a pint. <laughs> right, it's more of a it's thanks. Yeah, yeah. it's a thanks. It's informal. It's yeah. definitely informal. Um, sometimes people say that it's um, more commonly used in the north of England as opposed to the south of England. Sure. Um, the earliest printed date of the word tar, which I was quite surprised at how old it is, is 1772. Wow. Um, and at that point, it was um, described or defined as natural infantile sound of gratitude. Hmm. Now, what that means is it's basically baby talk because babies struggle with a TH. Sure. So they think that it originated from um, children, like a word for children to use mm-hmm. for thank you. Because saying thank you is is quite hard when you're learning to speak. Sure. And in England, we're like, you don't get, get away with it just for being a baby. You don't right. get away with not saying thank you for just being a baby. So you have to at least say talk. <laughs> you gotta say something. You yeah. gotta say something. Yeah. A nice one or appreciate it is also quite difficult for babies to say. Appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate your milk. Right. Um, <laughs> a baby gets off the nipple and goes, thanks, bud. <laughs> Let me know when I can get you back. <laughs> I owe you a round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Polite babies. That's the web series I want to make. <laughs> Much obliged. Much obliged. <laughs> oh, babies writing thank you notes. <laughs> With little sticky hands. Dear mom, thank you so much for the mushed carrots. <laughs> they were very delightful. <laughs> I will see you at Christmas. <laughs> Love a baby. At Christmas? How uh, often do you think parents have this ba- contact this with babies? This baby's away at war. That's why they're oh. writing a letter by hand. What? <laughs> In the baby wars. I'm really worried about procreating with you. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah. I, it is something that's not just used by children. Children do say tar a lot. Um, babies, we use it with babies a lot. Like... <laughs> I, it feels kind of cruel. Like, you won't give them something. You'll be, like, holding a toy and you'll be like, say ta. I've seen people do this. Say ta. And the baby's just, like, staring at you like, huh? And you're like, say ta. And the baby's, like, trying to grab whatever you're withholding from it. And you just keep doing that until they learn how to say ta. Like, Pavlov's dogs and the theory of conditioning. Sure. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Can I just, I want to give a quick shout out to, I, we don't have to say the person's name, but you did, you were taking care of a one and a half year old for oh, a decent time yeah. this year. And I love the way that she said thank you. She said tantu. 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 Which is great. So cute. Yeah. Really, really cute. So cute. Yeah. The last time we saw her, she was old enough to say thank you as two whole words, <laughs> which sucks. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We would talk about when she would lose those really cute pronunciations. Yeah. And we're like, oh, it's better, but also is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, you know, it is used amongst kids. It is used with babies a lot, but there's plenty of adults that just use it informally. Just say, oh, ta, mm-hmm. ta, mate, ta, love, that kind ta, of thing. Ta, yeah. Okay, and then the last one, the last one I want to talk about in depth Mm -hmm. is one that we say in England a lot, cheers. 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 Where everybody knows your name. (laughs) And they're always glad you came. Not the bar. Um, Not the bar? Not the Boston bar? No. With Sam Malone? No. And Norm? And Cliffy? I literally have no idea who these people are. And Lilith? 
<laughs> BB Newworth for president. Continue. Cheers meaning thank you. Right. So when someone... Which is the most common one. You know, saves yeah. your life with an operation, you might say, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that the, the most direct interpretation of cheers is, yeah, at the pub. Someone gives yeah. you a beer and you go, cheers. No, 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 no. Oh. No, it just means thank you. Like, you're conflating two definitions. No, cheers, mate. You're like saying, you know, you're giving them the cheers. No. You're like you're toasting to them. for. That's not what it... Okay. No. Wow, my cheers. gut reaction was completely wrong. <laughs> no, cheers does mean that. Right. As in toasting, and it means that in America, too. Mm-hmm. You clink your glasses and you say cheers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a toast to health or whatever. Right. But it also just means thank you. Okay. That has nothing to do with... Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard that, that Yeah, so time, like, yeah. like you could do the dishwasher and I'd be like, oh, cheers for doing the dishwasher. Sure. Yeah, it just means thank you. Yeah. So it's not always... No. <laughs> Sometimes British people do things outside the pub. Mm-hmm. And they can still use the word cheers. There was one gentleman I worked <laughs> with on ships. Chris Groovy. You remember Chris? Yeah. From the North. Yeah. Um, he... Uh, I remember one time... I. I don't remember what it was. I love that you said his last name. You've really gone for no anonymity for him. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I remember one time someone did him a really nice favor and he really appreciated it. And that was the only time I've heard the cheers said in a non like, oh, cheers. You know, like in a, in a more se- Cheers, mate. I really appreciate that. Like it was, it was so directed. And I remember yeah. thinking like, I feel like this is more of a thank you situation. <laughs> but, you know, culturally, yeah, it that's just completely mean, appropriate. It, it means thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, dumb American manners. <laughs> we don't have more than one word for this. It, <laughs> we only have one word for snow. <laughs> it's snow. Well, I feel like England has the opposite. For, I mean, we have plenty of words, but we seem to as- assign multiple meanings to the same word. Sure. Just to confuse anyone who's trying to learn our language. Like, not only does cheers mean to celebrate, like mm-hmm. celebrations, um, it also means like to cheer. As in cheering a team on. Right. It also means thank you. And it also means goodbye. Oh, yeah. So it's your aloha. (laughs) What? You know, aloha means hello and goodbye. Yeah, but it doesn't mean hello. Sure. It's your shalom. What is... That means hello and goodbye as well. Yeah, well, that's not what I said at all. I just like. At no point did I say it meant hello. I just like drawing parallels. I worry about you. I don't even. I don't even care if they're not there. Skills. I'll draw perpendiculars. Yeah. Who cares? Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, um, cheer is an interesting word, and um, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary Online had a really long article about mm-hmm. um, what what the origin of the word cheer is and how it's changed so much over time. Um, so I'll go into that a little bit. Um, and hopefully you guys will find it a little bit interesting. Um, so cheer is an act- actually a loan word from Anglo-French, meaning face. So originally just meant face. Huh. Like what a human has on the front of their head. Yes. Okay. Great way to define face. Sure. Well done. Sure everyone yeah, knows. everyone yeah. knows. Um, it then went on to mean a person's facial expression, as well as a person's state of mind, heart, or spirit. So a person's cheer could mean happy or sad. Oh, like being of good cheer. You could be of good cheer or you could be of bad cheer. Sure. That comes up around Christmas time. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Um, Because like you could never, I mean, you often in Christmas context, often hear about people being of good cheer. 
Yeah. I've never once heard of anyone being of bad cheer. Well, around this time, uh, people would describe people's cheer as uh, in a sad or mm-hmm. solemn kind of way. I mean, I have a quote here from Sir Thomas Mallory from 1485. And the quote from his writing is, Then the noble knight Sir Lancelot departed suddenly with a right heavy cheer. Oh. Yeah. Was this after uh, he and Guinevere had their dalliance? I have no idea. Okay. I know a microscopic amount about Arthurian <laughs> myth, and uh, I, I could see that being a reason why Lancelot would be sad. Well, I think that he's um, he's got a heavy cheer because he's dying. Oh, yeah, he did do that. He, he died. He did die. Yeah, that's yeah. what the he's sentence is saying. He's not currently alive. So. No, it's yeah. saying that he departed with a right heavy cheer. Uh, so he okay. had a, um, you know, like heavy spirit or heart or state of mind. Sure. So I, I'm just... Because he was dying and that's what people did. Yeah. And in those times you'd be like, well, I'm 34. This is probably it. <laughs> it wasn't until the late 1300s that people began associating the word with a feeling of happiness, i.e. faces full of cheer. Sure. And this idea about... You said, Chris- you said what year? The late 1300s. Oh, oh okay. Um, so faces full of cheer. And I think this idea about Christmas as mm-hmm. well and people being full of cheer at Christmas time... And it being more of a more of a joyful expression, as opposed to um, something that you could have sorrow with. Right. Um, so after that, in a short time, cheer became came to just refer to merry hospitality and entertainment, and by extension, food and drink as well. Okay. Um, and it actually okay. I didn't know this. It actually is shown to mean this in the saying: "The more the merrier." The f- the fewer, the better cheer. Did you know that that saying had that on the end of it? I didn't, a second verse. I, I thought it was just, wow. the more the merrier, full stop. Full stop. No, the saying is, the more the merrier, the fewer, the better cheer. Which basically means that the more the merrier is like, the more people, it's fun. Uh-huh. But also there's going to be less food and drink. <laughs> and that's what the whole saying is. That cracked me up. That's amazing. I knew a number of people, because I, I, I dig an intimate gathering. Yeah. And there's always people who were like, oh, but I want to bring my friend. Oh, but there's another person. And and then they always say, the more the merrier. And I found that irritating because, you know, you plan for a specific thing. So now... You buy eight beers, you expect two people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to, like, there's there's not going to be enough time and energy and resources to go around if you keep just bringing Tom and Dick and Harry over. So this is an amazing... The fact that that phrase, this is like when I discovered that uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game had verses. Yeah. This is like, this is incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's still saying the first bit, like the more the merrier, like you might have more fun if there's more people there. Sure. But there might not be enough cheer, and in this context, meaning food and drink. Right. Yeah. There are times when you want lots of people. Yeah. There are times when you when you want to have a big party and have a lot of, and but like, you know, if you're having a board game night, maybe don't bring another person. Clue has six characters. There will not be enough sausage rolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it means. Um, so, there's, 
I just thought that was very interesting. And um, it also got related to Christmas again. I think this I, this word cheer seems to be associated with um, Christmas and was used um, in context such as the table at Christmas was loaded with good cheer. Again, mm. meaning, meaning food and drink. Because I think you're talking about um, this word being linked to hospitality and entertaining and celebrating. And what's the biggest thing we do in England to entertain and celebrate? Christmas. Right. What? In fact, what's the line? There's a line that specifically refers to good cheer in the night before Christmas. It was the night before Christmas and all through the house and our creatures during the mouse. The stockings were hung from the... No. Ah. I don't know. I celebrate Christmas and I don't know the poem off by heart and I'm very surprised as a Jewish man that you seem to. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, night before Christmas lyrics. No, uh, okay. Not Nightmare Before Christmas. Not Nightmare Before Christmas. Very This isn't Halloween. This isn't Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. We should do an episode about that. I don't know how. I just like that movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the stockings were hung by the chimney with care. I'm a dingus. <laughs> care, not cheer. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> and what was that point I was making? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that time when Jacob pretends to know about Christmas. Whatever. <laughs> okay. I can name every character in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. No, I can't. So we're looking at the timeline on this word, right? Right. Um, so during the first half of the 16th century, cheer then began to be applied to anything that brings joy. So bountiful food and drink it got applied to food, it got applied to drink, and it just got a applied to being you know like we use it now you would say someone was cheery or full mm -hmm. of cheer we would understand what that meant it would just mean joy mm -hmm. um in terms of the verb cheer as in to cheer like hey that has a slightly different fruit it, it takes form from the same place but um it's meant to originate from the 14th century so using it in this sense meaning to give hope to and life um from discouragement so in short to comfort oh, okay like to, to make glad up. or happy to cheer up so uh -huh. it started to mean to cheer up right. and to make somebody happier and then it meant up to the 15th century it started to mean urge on or encourage um like to to shout this was when it started to encourage people to action to shout um you know cheering troops um or it started to be used a lot by sailors um, when they were saluting a ship, they would call it to cheer the ship. Cool. Um, and that's when it was most heavily used um, by sailors. And it wasn't until the 19th century it got applied specifically for just shouting or applauding anything, like a sports team. Sure. Um, and then cheers, as we're talking about, as an interjection, so a thank you or goodbye, mm -hmm. um, derives from this idea of the vocal definition. So it derives from the way cheering on the mm -hmm. verb to cheer. Um, and that's just where it comes from. It, it just started getting used as an interjection from that concept meaning to cheer. So in a way, it was people literally cheering. Yay, woo, hooray, whatever. And then it got reduced down to, I'm not going to do all that. So I'm just going to say what I want to do, which cheers. is cheer. I'm just going to say cheers. And you have to fill in the gaps that's what I want. Yeah, I, of like like a positive interjection word that you just use instead. It'd be it'd be pretty nuts if like someone brought you a cup of tea and you started just hooping and hollering. <laughs> so it's better to just go cheers. <laughs> Maybe yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I, I could tolerate someone going, woo, 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 <laughs> after I give them a drink once, and then it'd get tiresome. So I appreciate that we've condensed it down to its bare essentials. Yeah. Cheers. But there you go. Mm-hmm. So it came from the original meaning of just face. Just face. Just it just face. started at face. Yeah. Face. Yeah. I'm just going to start saying that. <laughs> That'll really face you up. I'm really worried about your up- upcoming visit to the UK. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to ruin it. They're going to want me to stay home. Uh, that'll be why I get sent back, not because of anything else. <laughs> he kept saying weird slang. Yeah. I kept. They, uh, what if, oh my God, if I went to the UK and then anyone said any of the slang terms we covered, in the 24, this is our 24th episode, 25th episode. Wow. Um, and I went, oh, did you know? They'd be like, this guy needs to leave. <laughs> like, one thing if you do it, because you're British. But for me, oh my God, I'd be a nightmare. It'd be yeah. a nightmare yeah. for them. I think it'd be funnier if you came in and started, like, just using British expressions. Or people correcting be, people. <laughs> and people would be like, did they use that in America? I guess they do. With my accent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that looks like the dog's dinner. <laughs> Don't teach my grandmother to suck eggs. <laughs> they wouldn't. Oh, I can't do your accent. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't say boo to a goose. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that this has been a very interesting one. Because I was thinking about, like, yeah, saying cheers. Both, I mean, and both of them in the context of the bar and the, and the hip television program. <laughs> Cheerleaders, in a mm-hmm. way. This sort of ties into that. Yeah, just cheers. Yeah, I mean, there was so much information on it. Like, there was also information on, like why we cheers Mm -hmm. and that like the root of the word cheer there's not much argument about it like it comes from this definition um in a number of european languages the same word that means cheer spelled slightly differently Mm -hmm. but it means face and then so forth they can track it in print it's pretty obvious um but nobody really knows why we do the clinking glasses thing and that is like really heavily disputed well what i heard this is something that i heard Mm. is that it comes from an older tradition i don't know how old and this is a rumor and i don't i didn't do any research for this so yep. don't get mad at me feel free to send us a correction <laughs> yeah uh, podcast@gmail.com if you think you Except know the real you, deal i mean no one knows the real deal is what i'm telling well, you well if, if you happen to know if you have a theory we'd if love you to have discuss. a theory yeah um I what i heard <laughs> is that when you clink drinks it is a ceremonial reference to spilling a bit of your drink into other people's drinks as if to say this isn't poisoned that is one of the theories I read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one of the popular theories during medieval times. Mm-hmm. People would often poison the cup of their enemy. So if you sat down to drink with someone, it was like, I guess, like a trust exercise. Yeah. Like like, like, like doing a trust fall, but at the bar. If I'm going down, you're going down with me. <laughs> yeah. Like if I'm like, poisoned, I'm your poison. Yeah. So don't and so they me. would like clink them really heavily mm-hmm. and try and get their drink into the other person's drink mm-hmm. um, to like. Almost like a thumb war, just like banging them together. It just wouldn't work though because it's like yeah but you know like a tablespoon of cyanide versus a drop of cyanide like eh, it was more of a ceremony maybe idea. somebody you know has a bout of diarrhea and somebody dies in the same way i heard that the origin <laughs> of handshakes is used to go all the way up to the elbow to check to see if they had any concealed weapons oh really and it's like there's so many other places to put weapons like huh. it's not that's not that's again this is strictly what i heard not all the way up to the elbow, but like, hmm. you know, further down than just grabbing hands. Interesting. Yeah, I think handshakes it would, is interesting as well because I wonder, like, I, I wonder if these are, if we're like looking at very like Western centric ideas about where these things came from. Sure. And whether other cultures 
might and other parts of the world might it, have completely different in- interpretations. Yeah. Or might have different practices. I don't even know. It would be very Western for all of our uh, custom traditions to come from, I hope that no one's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make sure that no one is trying to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the other things I've read, I can't, this is the only other one I can remember because I didn't know we were going to discuss it. Sure. But um, <laughs> one of the other things I read was that um, people... Um, would clink their drinks to ward off spirits. Oh, like the noise? The noise would ward off spirits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and that makes as much sense as anything else. It's a superstition. Yeah. It's the same as when people say... Oh, I love say, superstitions. Bless you. In terms of like their origins and everything. I don't You know, practice, when you sneeze. Yeah. yeah, of course. And the de- and then the devil can get your soul for a second, so you mm-hmm. have to say bless you. Shove it back in. Yeah. I love the idea that our souls are kept within our bodies perfectly with no problems, but if you sneeze, that's what shakes them loose. You know, mm. not going to the bathroom. Yeah. Not burps. Not sn- just sneezes. What about a snart? <laughs> well, that's that has that's a sneeze. Where does your soul go then? Oh yeah, there's two, there's two ways it can go. That's true. <laughs> we'll leave you with that philosophical question. <laughs> right. Uh, thank you. Cheers for listening to this episode of Boo to a Goose. Uh, it, again, if you have any comments or opinions on this episode or ideas for future episodes, you can uh, send us an email, boo2agoosepodcast at gmail.com, or you can contact us via our Facebook page. You can send a message or post right on there. Uh, boo to a, uh, that's Just search for Boo to a Goose on Facebook. Um, I believe it's facebook.com slash B-T-A-G, B-Tag. Um, that's the abbreviation for Boo Goose. Also, uh, quick thank you to Will Scoville. If you're listening to th- this episode, he promoted us on his Twitter and he called us the Boo Crew. I like that. So that's that was really super fun. Cute. Yeah. So thank you for that. Thanks, Will. It's the Boo Crew over here, Jacob and Andy, <laughs> the Boo Crew. Uh, what else do we have? Oh yeah. Um, also, please remember to like, share, subscribe, rate, um, leave reviews. Um, anywhere that you get your podcasts, anywhere that you do so, uh, we appreciate any attention that we get because it helps us get more listeners, and we like that. Yeah, definitely. Tell your um, do you want to plug the event? That you oh, play? yes. I, I did plug it last week as well, um, but I will plug it again. On December 5th, the Super Trash Brothers and I will be playing, we're doing Smash the Vote. We'll be playing Super Smash Brothers uh, for many hours. Um, mm-hmm. So don't expect anything else out of me that day. Great. Uh, it'll be a Saturday, December 5th, um, starting at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Um, we'll be playing Smash. You can sponsor, one, there's seven of us who will be playing, and you can sponsor us where the number of uh, points we earn through knocking our opponents out of the ring, um, we will get, uh, you'll, so like you could sponsor me 10 cents per KO or a dollar per KO or 25 cents, however much you would like to uh, donate. And then that money will go to help in the Georgia Senate race to help um, both Democratic candidates win their respective seats and therefore turn the Senate blue for the upcoming year. So, yes, if you'd like to sponsor that, just go to uh, twitch.tv slash supertrashbros um, or find Super Trash Bros wherever they are on the internet. There's links everywhere. Great. Yeah. Uh, th- uh, I've been Jacob. And I'm Annie. And this has been another episode of Boo to a Goose. Thank you for listening. And remember. Remember. Nobody says potato. <laughs> <laughs> I blew it. <laughs>a goose is produced by will scoville as a part of the comedio network thanks to hannah wardle for the art and max abrams for the theme song she couldn't say boo to a goose send any questions or comments to boo to a goose podcast at gmail.com
Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Podcast. 